This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, June 24, 2011. I'm Caleb Brown. The release of millions of barrels of oil from America's Strategic Petroleum Reserve in the name of stimulus raises one question. Why do we have a Strategic Petroleum Reserve? Peter Van Doren, editor of Regulation Magazine, offers his thoughts. Tim Considine, who's an energy economist uh, who was at Penn State until recently and now has actually moved to the University of Wyoming um, because there's an energy boom and they've got some chairs in energy economics out there. Um, Tim wrote an article for the Energy Journal in 2006 which modeled the world oil market and then estimated what a 30 million barrel SPR release would have on price. So how it's rare that what what a journal does actually matches up with what what policy did. So his estimate was um, that a 30 million barrel release would have about a 3.5% um, reduction in world price on crude. And given today's prices in the, in the low 90s, that's somewhere around seven cents a gallon, uh, given my calculations today. If you took normal short-run elasticities, you'd get a much uh, bigger uh, price reduction. And Tim argues, though, that that would be an incorrect estimate because what producers do when there's a supply release from inventory is they reduce their production. So, so the initial one million barrel a day, in effect, supply augmentation is actually not a net one million barrel a day supply augmentation because the Saudis in particular uh, reduce their production in response to our inventory release and other uh, producers um, reduce their production by not, not to the extent that the Saudis do, but to some extent because in effect the price is now lower and, and they receive less profit for production and so they reduce their supply a bit. So the net effect, instead of this kind of 11% uh, prediction that you would have, you end up with a 3.5. And so you have a slight reduction in world crude oil prices as a result of this um, this release that was announced today. I think what's odd, once you have a larger historical perspective, we, we ought to talk about, well, what was the SPR developed for in the first place? And, and it was not to be a kind of short-term price management device to be used by the administration when things are going south and they need a little boost in the polls, which is what it's, it's become. But it was all about this, this, the so-called Saudi embargo of the United States in, the, in, the, in response to the Yom Kippur War in 1973 and the U.S. support for Israel. And so it was alleged that, and the Saudis announced, an embargo to the United States. And so the United States said, we're not going to be held hostage and we need to develop a, in effect, an inventory so that we will not be held hostage by other nations. Well, again, the, so the, the, the culture and the political system now have a mythology about the origins in the Saudi embargo and that it, that's what caused the gas lines in 73 and 74. And that's why we need an SPR to make sure that, quote, never happens again. Economists have looked at the embargo and um, have sh quite easily shown that Saudi production, 72 to 73 to 74, actually increased, did not go down. Two, to the extent that there were no direct shipments to the United States from Saudi Arabia, it didn't matter because there were all sorts of indirect shipments to the United States from Saudi Arabia. 
unless you have a full naval embargo of a country, um, you cannot you cannot stop commodities from going where they go. Um, Third, economists have studied the effect of President Nixon's price control regime, um, the phase four in particular, applied only to major oil companies. They were not allowed to pass on the costs, increased costs of imports. And so in the fall of 73, they didn't import. And that's what led to the reductions in U.S. supply, which in turn caused the gas lines, which in turn caused everyone to say we needed an SPR. But in fact, it was Nixon price, Nixon's price control system that caused the, um, the gas lines, not any Saudi embargo, because the oil eventually reached, reached the United States anyway. But the majors at that time, because they could not uh, pass on the price of increased cost of imports to consumers, chose to reduce imports and then break their contracts for that because most of the gas at that time that the majors produced that was excess went to the independent stations. That led to the independents feeling they were being cut off by the majors. That led to a political response that involved the SPR as, as well as the allocation system that we had back in the 70s where, in effect, the government got to tell everybody where to, to sell and not sell oil. Um, none of that would have happened had we not had the price controls. You refer to this kind of almost purely political move uh, of, of releasing uh, the SPR uh, as a Gene Healy bad equilibrium, right. as referring to our colleague Gene Healy. Right. Well, Gene, as you know, has written a book about the modern presidency in which the president has become the great man or woman who has to do wonderful things. And so we have this kind of what I call the bad activist equilibrium, where the the public expects the political system to have a solution for every problem, and in turn, that means the political system has to come up with one, and then we go, and then we use this thing uh, repeatedly, even if it really doesn't do what anybody thinks it, or what, what people think it does. So the SPR is, is such an example. In other words, as an, as a, as an academic, I'm saying, the underlying rationale for the existence of the SPR is incorrect, right? The embargo and the management of oil during embargoes is irrelevant. It, it, it's a non-issue. It, it, it should not have generated a policy response. But we now have this thing, and it's, it's 700 and whatever, um, you know, million barrels of oil, and it sits there. And so when bad things happen in oil markets, the public says, do something about gasoline prices. And so then the president, even if, he do, even, even if he's in, you know, taking my class and he knows everything I know and he thinks I'm correct, he's still in this position where the public has expectations because of the existence of the SPR. So a president that tries to argue what I'm arguing would in fact be hooted out of office because what do you mean there's this thing and you're not using it? And so it's extremely difficult to get out of the business of using stuff once it exists, given, given the public expectations and, and in turn the need for a presidential response. And Gene Healy's book is all about this, how we're in this, in effect, modern trap of expectations leading to great pronouncements and actions, which in turn satisfy the public that something has happened, 
even though this wastes money and doesn't and and has negative effects and may not do any of the positive things that the public thinks it 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 are, are the basis for its demands. Peter Van Dorn is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute and is editor of Regulation Magazine. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.